Welcome, I'm Gemma Petherbridge, host of the Higher Self Business Podcast, created to support those working in and dreaming of entering the self-development and holistic industries. Each week we explore different topics that will help you turn your skills and modalities into a successful business. So whether you are a healer, coach, lightworker, witch, starseed or mystic, if you are part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Let's begin. Hello everyone. So I'm back today for a solo episode based on the idea of what do you do when you do not know what to do? And by that I mean when you are in a session with a client and what they're saying to you, the um, issues that they're bringing into the session, how they want you to support them, is maybe something new to you or is just something that you just can't see the sensible way forward and what to do when you're in that moment because I know from my own experience and I know everybody else in the industry is going to have the same experience which is your options feel like they're closing in on you like everything all of your teachings you start to forget all of the ways that you can work with someone you just sort of that information steps away and the nerves come in. So what do you do when that's a situation that you are in? So if you listen, or if you listen, if you look at my Instagram, at Gemma Petherbridge, you will know that I've been asking everybody the last few days, slash a few weeks now, some questions about what they would like me to include when I set up the Higher Self School and the Higher Self Business School, which I'm sure you've already, again, I've been saying in the podcast, is a school that I'm setting up which will help people advance their spirituality for themselves but also those who are looking to go into the industry or that are in the industry and are looking to grow their businesses helping to support these people to create successful businesses because if you all have a successful business your clients your um you know people you work with we are healing more people in the world basically so we're in a moment in time where it's really important that you guys and your businesses succeed so that we can raise the vibration of the planet so i've been asking these questions on my social media and please go and join that if you want to be firstly in- invited to be one of the launching members of the school heads up the first 50 people will have lifelong membership for free and then it's going to go up in price inc- increments over a period of time. So recommend going over there because it's going to be very beneficial for you guys. But yeah, so one of the questions I was asking is part of the school, one of the first things I'm going to set up is a monthly coaching support group, coaching for coaches or coaching for people in the industry. So I don't want to niche down to coaches. If you are a self-development person in the industry or wanting to go into the industry and that's wellness, mindfulness, mystics, witches, lightworkers, self-development authors, all of the above, we are fundamentally coming from the same place. I think it'd be lovely to have that kind of collective group of people. This is a coaching circle for you. This is a moment where we come together to support each other. And I've been asking what you guys would like. What topics? Do we do trainings? Do we just do roundhouse uh, round tables where we talk to each other, answer each other's questions? 
all sorts. And I think it's going to end up being a collective group of all of those things. So there'll be like a structure to each month, but within that we'll do a few different things. So there'll be something for everybody. But one of the things I asked would, as an initial, like what topic shall I cover first? What little bit of teaching shall I offer the group as part of this coaching circle? And this was one of the ones that everybody asked for, what to do when you don't know what to do. And I was like, actually, this should be a podcast. Yes, I will probably still cover it in the coaching circle. And heads up as well, go to my Instagram, join the Instagram. That's how you'll find out how to join the first coaching circle, which is in a matter of weeks now. But yeah, everybody wanted this particular topic. And I think it's so fundamental to what we do that my plan for what I plan, what I wanted to talk about this week has gone out the window and I am focusing on this because I think the answer to it is more beautiful than you guys would expect. Now, as I explore how I'm going to teach and support people in creating their businesses, I've really had to step back and understand the principles that I work within and the lessons that I've learned and how I've integrated them so that I can share those experiences. Over the years, I have very much gone from a left brain person to almost fully right brain. And I needed to track back and remember what it was like to be very left brain, which is when obviously when you are studying and learning, like you guys will know I'm learning Ayurveda at the moment, that's super left brain. It's so intense, the information. Of course, that's the part of my brain that I need to work. When it integrates, when it's natural, you start to move move it into the right brain where you can, can trust that the right information is going to come at the right time. But yeah, that happens with practice. And when we are very much new to a modality and it's still in our kind of short-term memory rather than our long-term memory, it's very left brain. And I'm sure you guys can associate and understand what I mean by that. But what I'm realizing I would like to teach and I'd like to share and part of the courses I'm setting up really have this as a foundation is that a successful healer is not the same as a successful accountant, financier. We are coming from very different places. And for one, the key to a good healer is you are holding space for that person more so than giving them the outcome okay and as I work through this you will understand what I mean about that and therefore with that there is several things to remember for each session that hopefully over time I mean I would play this episode a few times if this is things that are coming up for you the what to do when I don't know what to do play this and you'll pick up different bits each time but the first key thing is to remember you are holding space okay and therefore Within that, the person's already starting their healing because they are meeting with you, being with you online or in person to start their healing. So if you create a lovely space for them, the healings are going to start. So as soon as they enter your orbit online again or in person, you are starting your job. So you're already doing the right thing. Now, please remember when someone comes to you for the first time, especially if you are the first person they have ever seen, they are very new to spirituality. These are the kind of people that I attract. And part of me working with them is also teaching them. So I'll explain what I do. I'm very, like I always give lots of information as I do my healings. I'll explain what I'm doing. I'll explain why. And I do all the whys because the left brain 
wants to know. And if the left brain understands what's going on, it can chill out and the right brain can take over and the healings are allowed, i.e. we go from sympathetic to parasympathetic and healing and then the healings can happen. But be kind to yourself. You are not God, okay? Or however, God, goddess, whatever you want to, you know, universal light, the universe, um, you know, be kind to yourself. You are a human being trying to do good. Your heart is opened and you are trying to do the right thing. If someone comes to you, like I said, they could be way down the track and they're dealing with the really big stuff the layers of the onion are going but now we're at the core and it's quite huge things or they could be quite new and there's a you know they're going through a journey and then starting to understand and guide themselves but there's a lot to learn and therefore consider if they've built things up over years like there's all this you know grief heartache um, negative that we do just attract over our lifetimes they come to you and it's time to start the healing. Now, if they've attracted this stuff for years, manage their expectations. It's unlikely, but not definitely a no, but it's unlikely that they're going to have a full healing of a particular big subject in one session. Now, and in a different context, I would say to you that time is an illusion and you can definitely do a major healing in one session. It does happen. It is a thing. It's happened to me. It's happened to many other people. But in reality, some things are these layers of the onion. The person, their soul self needs to experience these different layers, see them heal for the true healing to happen. So you are, like I said, you're the conduit that's helping them through this process. So even tell them that story after they've explained to you why they're there, how you how they want you to support them. Somehow, in a beautifully loving way, remind them that this is something that's maybe built up over years and potentially could take a few sessions to start the process of the healing, if not go for a full healing. Okay, so just manage their expectations. If they will therefore go away loving what you've done rather than wondering why things didn't have a dramatic change in one session doesn't mean like I said it won't happen but that's almost them and their soul journeys part of this rather than you so if they if they on a soul level need to see like I said the whole thing play out of course they're not going to get the healing in one go others need to see that healing in one go so you are just there to hold the space so that they can witness what they need to know and see at that moment in time now, another thing I've learned is, I was just saying, time is an, is an illusion. You'll be amazed what you can do in an hour, okay? Often, it's not uncommon that you get to the last 15 minutes and you're like, oh no, I, you know, we're still talking or I haven't done a lot yet or I don't feel like I'm on it. And then bam, the healing, the epiphany moment happens, the healing starts and in those final moments, it's all good. I would always go into a session with the intention the right things are going to happen within that hour and just release that to the universe, like trust it's going to be the right thing and let that go. I mean, I've gone, I've gone through many a session where I'm clock watching, like I'm doing the session, I've had a good chat with them, I like chatting to people, I like really getting to know them so they feel at ease, that's part of the healing in itself. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, I'm not really where I want to be in that session for to, to nail it, to have like a, 
I don't know, a real secular hour session. But also they have their own time frame. They have, you know, I can guide them with the time, but also they need to go at their own pace. So trust the right thing is going to happen. You'll be amazed what you can do in a session. I would try and stick to an hour to 90 minutes. Some modalities, 90 minutes is way too long, but try not to do half hour sessions. Try and give a good hour. That also gives you time five minutes each side to get to know the person and also to check on them at the end. And interestingly, if you give them an hour, if you give them enough time that you can check in at the end, if you feel there's something you really would have liked them to do and you just haven't fitted it in, you can give them homework, okay? In theory, give them fun homework that's gonna make them smile, but that means they're gonna go away thinking about you more, it's good for your business, but also, it's going to make that session feel like it's gone longer. They've got more out of it because they're still doing it once they've left you. And if I've given people homework, most people do do it and they're very happy to do it. If someone doesn't do it, it's their personality again. Some people need you to be present to do the work. And actually, especially if you're a coach, you've probably experienced this. You may give someone homework, they don't do it. And the next session is you doing the homework together because they literally need that accountability of you being with them for them to do it. So everybody's different. Don't have a hang up on what if someone's done something or not. So again, they are playing out their story. You play out yours and just support them in their own story. And the big message I've got for everybody, especially, like I said, in this industry, it's very easy in others. You know, if you're an accountant, you are doing someone's taxes, you know when your job's ended, you know when you've done a good job. There's a clear beginning, middle and end. With healers, um, pretty much any spiritual modality, you can hold the space for the person if it's in a workshop, one-to-one, whatever you're doing, you can do your thing and it's hard for you to know for sure the outcome because a lot of stuff's going on at an energetic level, at a spiritual level and often time is needed for the healing to take place or for the person to contemplate what's going on. So a big lesson is to trust the process and trust the outcome literally trust the universe that the right things will happen at that moment in time. Okay, for those words, I know that sounds easy for me to say. If you do trust when you are in that moment of fear, trust. Trust that what happens next will be the right thing for the person in front of you. By trusting, you are opening your heart to the universe, okay? And you'll get the divine guidance. You'll probably get an idea if you just sit and trust You'll probably get an emo- like a energy will come through, motivation of what to do next. Just action that point, get yourself back on track, and again, you will be surprised. You are see yourself as a representation of the best way forward for the person in front of you. So when it's hard to know what to do, step back a second, trust, receive information, and go forward. Okay, I'll talk more about that in a minute, but I hope that makes sense. It's super woo-woo, guys. You are in an industry that's so right brain. You know, we wouldn't be saying, again, we wouldn't say to politicians, trust. But for us, that is part of what you're doing. You are holding space for the person. You are holding space for divine guidance and for healing. And therefore, there is this level of trust that we are doing that. Even if we don't know what to do, 
the universe knows what to do so just take a moment and be in that energy you also don't know if the person in front of you has life karmic things that they are working through and by that I mean they may have beliefs deep down that they can't be healed or they don't deserve to be healed. So for some of you, you will have modalities who are literally working on that. So I work with Theta Healing. When I feel that's a thing to work on, I will even if I'm doing a different modality, I will start considering Theta Healing as something to do in the future, to suggest to them, to explore if there's a limiting belief so that the healings can happen. If you are a different modality though that doesn't have that kind of that isn't part of what you do if their healing is not taking place know that on a deeper level they are experiencing something so that they can see that's happening that the healing is not as easy for them as maybe for someone else and over time maybe they will go to a practitioner who can do that who can put two and two together and help them see it or just the realisation that they're not healing, they may realise themselves that maybe I'm holding this back. But you you are there to, to hold space to do that moment in time with them. If that person isn't ready to heal, there's not a lot you can do about it. So just do your job, hold the space, give, the, give them a nice, friendly, heart-opened session and trust. Trust that there, if there's, if you feel, someone leaves and you feel that wasn't your favorite session know that it's what that person needed at that moment in time because you don't know the bigger picture I say so often we cannot walk in each other's footsteps we can't live each other's experiences so we just need to know that in the bigger scheme of things I'm going to say trust again just know know that you're you and that person's energies are coming together at this moment in time for both of you to learn. So by that I mean when you're new to working with modalities, you may question that. And over time, this belief just falls into place that I trust they are receiving the right healing for where they are that moment in time. Now, if you're listening to me right now and you haven't even started to practice yet or to see clients and this fear of what what do I do in a session like it's just almost blind terror of how can I do this? Yes, I love my modality. It went well when I was learning. I want to do this, but actually taking money and doing this as a paid thing as a career, how do I know I'm going to be good enough? comes up a lot and how do I know that at the right moment in time I'm going to offer the right healing for each person. Now the most reassured reply to that I can offer is it's amazing how you attract people that have exactly the same issues, ailments, life experiences as you. Nine times out of ten the people you meet are probably literally experiencing the same thing you are in your private life at that moment in time. If not, their background is the same. So all healers need to be healing. So if you are going through the healing process yourself, what you are currently working on, you can literally just share what you have learned. Okay. It's not always a good idea to be like, oh yes, no, I, you know, I have, I had IBS for years. It's a lot better now. I don't go to my clients going, oh yes, no, I've had IBS. 
and talk about me for ages because they're there for me to hold space for them. But I, I would sometimes be, I've actually experienced that in my past. So I empathize with you. And then especially if it's something like that, whether we could be talking about bodily functions and some people will find that difficult, it gives them an in. So I'd do it slightly, but I wouldn't make the session about me. But in your mind, you will be smiling to yourself that, ah, I know this thing. I know I've got this person experience. And internally, you can spend a moment going, what did I do within my modality that supported me and helped me? And therefore, I can start at that point to help that person. Now, I'm not saying this happens every time, but it's amazing how often at least parts of your client's background or what they're currently going through will match something that you can resonate with. So this is for everybody, okay? New practitioner or not, there are two things I would definitely do on a daily basis before you see your clients. One of those is to connect to your clients before you meet them. So by this, I mean, talk to the higher selves and get some feedback. So for this, you do need some intuitive um, skills. And I will be teaching this. If you go back to some of the previous podcasts, though, um, within this podcast, you will see I talk a lot about intuition and I talk a lot about, you know, there I'll give you lots of guidance. So you can go back there. Or like I said, in the future, I'll be doing lots of courses on connecting to your intuition again. But you would ideally the night before or the morning of your session. So if you have a full day of sessions, I would start your day just sat in silence. You don't necessarily need to know the names of the clients, anything like that. Just my first hour, what do I need to know about that person? My second hour. And you are connecting to your intuition. And if you feel you need to connect to them, okay, you do need someone's permission to connect to their energies. So you can't just kind of impose on them, but you can do a thing of my higher selves talking to their higher self. And if there is messages to be had, it will come through and just do it with the context of for the greater good. Okay, so you will not be told anything that they would not want you to know. And it's interesting how you'll probably get an idea of what's going to happen and what that person needs and even the outcomes you can offer them. And that means in the session, you don't have to almost feel like a performing monkey where you're just intuiting off the block and hoping you're getting it right. Now, so again, I'm giving theatre as a lot of examples today. I think it's because it's very intuitive. It works with what we're talking about. But I will always connect in to a client before my theatre healing sessions. And in in theatre, well, the way I set it out, I've got a clinic form that's got a human body on. And that's so if there's an issue with the body or there's an energy block in the body, I can draw a little picture to make it really quick for me of what's going on. When I connect in before a session and I draw in these things, you can guarantee that person's about to describe exactly what I've seen. So it's beautifully reaffirming for the practitioner because it gains your confidence quicker. And just know if what you are intuiting, they're not saying, doesn't mean you're wrong. It could be that you're a little bit more advanced in the information that they're willing to offer you. So still trust what you're getting. You don't need to say, well, you're saying this, but my intuition said this. 
you can just take it in as part of the process. Like you're gaining information from the client. You've also gained their higher self information if they slightly clash because many people are not connected to their emotions or their body. Still take into account, trust yourself. If you're connecting to your heart and your higher self, trust they know better than we do in our left brains. And just trust that what you've put down is relevant information for the session and is something to take into account. But I promise you, doing that in advance makes the sessions fun, more fun because you kind of, you grounded yourself in the information and you're not seeing the person for the first time. You know, you've kind of already connected to them. Therefore, on, on the same note, if you are someone who would like people to fill out a client kind of induction form, then please definitely do that. Because again, you kind of know what's coming. If you need to research things, if you need to have certain information at hand, you can. And it just empower you to feel more ready, especially if you're new. Saying that though, there's nothing wrong, and I do it all the time, if you know there's a bit of information for the client that would be super useful, but you don't have it to hand and you can't remember it, do not be embarrassed to be like, I know the perfect thing for you, I need to go and get it, check it's correct, and I will send it through via a voice note, an email, at a later date. Is that okay? Get their permission to be contacting them. All you are doing though is offering more information if you don't if you think in the gp surgery how many of us have seen our doctors open up big books and check information that's all you're doing so if they can do it you can do it and actually although you may feel oh no why don't i remember this to the onlooker you're someone who's offering more more information so you it's a good thing you may like the internal dialogue we get and how people perceive us is can be completely different. Another thing to do is to ground your energies before session. So many people, especially if you work in a clinic where there'll be other people's energy previously to you, but also if you work at your home and you need to change from home you to work you, it's not bad to have a particular scent that you spray. Maybe you sound some chimes to clear the energy of a room or you smudge the space. All of those will change your energies and bring you into alignment of what's going on. So definitely consider cultivating a kind of pre-session routine that suits you and you can play with different things until you really home in on the perfect routine. But more often than not, people also have a little routine that they start with every client and every client loves these. So it's as easy as grounding them once you've welcomed them in. So the, if it's online or in person, welcome them into your space, you know, wish them well, check they need a drink, something like that. And then just say, right, OK, we're just going to ground ourselves and kind of calm our energies down so we can really enjoy and focus on this session and then you'd ask them to close their eyes you would also close yours would you calm the breath down so increase the counts of breath for me I always ask people to slow the exhale down as, as much as the inhale so it's really calming that energy maybe they're connecting to the ground so they feel their feet a bit more to ground them and then just ask them is there anything in the day that stressed you or any busy energies and you're going to take a lovely deep breath in and you're going to sigh 
that energy out. And it gives you time to bring yourself into the moment. It's going to make any nerves a lot easier to deal with. It's amazing how it changes the energy of the client. Like they will already be in a much better space and they will love you for doing that. It's only a good thing. Honestly, their energies will change. If they've come in stressed and a bit intense, you'll see a smile on their face after they've after you've done that. And I think on a bigger picture, what also happens is their heart opens, your heart opens, and there's a resonance that's going on where you feel that connection more and the healing is going to be deeper and stronger. Now, moving on, what do I do? What's my personal uh, things I add into a session to get me past this? Because I've been doing healing work for years and there's still clients I get where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. And then I've just got to ground myself and remember, it's not even about me. I'm holding space. That's my job. And that's one thing to remember is start the session by letting them speak about what they want, how you can help them, why they are here today and allow them to speak. Listen, don't interrupt them unless obviously they're going to speak for very long periods of time and they're eating into their session too much. But honestly, most people just want to be heard. If you can imagine, again, um, I'm thinking of the doctor's surgeries where we've got to explain everything and be treated in 10 minutes. It's a lot to get through when some people are just, maybe it's quite stressful as well what they're there for and they want that reassurance, but there isn't time for it. And they've come, you know, separately, someone's come to you for healing and having the time to listen to them and understand exactly what they are going through is it's big. So try not to speak over them or overly interrupt them unless, like I said, the sessions are getting eaten into. You may want to clarify what they're saying, like say it back to them so that they understand that you've really listened and you, under, you understand. But that will, again help with the healing you're holding space and saying things out loud so it's not being held in is one of the most powerful things people can do most people don't want to say their true thoughts and feelings out loud and the energy of doing that it's almost like journaling you know if you write down what you're going through your feelings your thoughts get it out the head it already feels better and that's what they're doing that's why though between each session it's good to smudge to uh, do a sound bowl over a room because they are letting go of things that could have been het up and built up for long periods of time. So yeah, that'd be my big first thing is to remember listening to them. You've already done an amazing job. Now, if by listening to them, you're realizing they have a lot of things they want support for, lots of different angles, many, many different things you could do over time. This is where you need to manage their expectations. So you can definitely say all of the things you said we can work on. It could be a few sessions because you're saying you're mentioning quite a few different things and then ask them, how can I help you today? Or what's the most impactful thing that we could start with for you today? And that will help hone them in. Most people's train of thought goes to if, if I do this, I know it's going to help with all of this. So if they don't have that train of thought, 
give them that suggestion of if we do one thing today, what's the biggest thing that's going to be like a chain reaction to help with all of the other things? By doing that as well, by helping them or asking them to home in on their current major need, it means that you are going from someone who's sort of, your healings could do all sorts of everything, to you knowing when you have served them. So it's almost turning this big, we could do all sorts of everything into like an accountant where you know your job is to file the tax return. So they're giving you a key to the goal that you need to meet for them to feel satisfied. And at the end of sessions, it's always good to recap, to remind them what they asked for and to remind them what you've given them, that you've provided that. And next session, you can, yeah, and again in this, in this reminding them, say, right, next session we could go on to explore these other things. Doing that also helps them register that you have listened and that you are willing to keep helping them. So again, you are accommodating their healing by giving them those moments in time. So if you do things like this, it will help reduce the chance of rabbit in the headlights, oh no, what do I do? I don't know what to do. But when you are in that moment, when it has happened, firstly, be kind to yourself. Nobody's perfect, we all do it. It's part of the job accountants probably put the wrong numbers in one day healers light workers coaches witches herbalists whoever we are we will have moments of i'm not sure what to do in this particular situation and you go into trust okay so and there's nothing wrong and i do this to say right okay in this particular situation i feel this needs to be intuited we need to take a moment connect to our intuition and i'm just going to channel what comes is that okay they love it they want to see that play out they would rather i think many of us if you come to a healer the idea of someone channeling information for you just sounds for one beautiful very intriguing and I think on one, some level, we all understand that that is much more relevant than what we can left brain logic for somebody. So feel free, if that was me, I would be, I would literally say that. So to guide you, I just need to connect to my intuition to get guidance on the next thing to do. Is that okay? Feel, and then literally I may suggest that they want to do it with me. So if you want to close your eyes, take some deep breaths. I'm doing this to connect to my intuition. If you want to come with me, please do. Otherwise, just sit in silence. Enjoy the moment of relaxation. So you'll connect and see what comes through, okay? Be aware that obviously intuition can come through with all of the senses, so open up all of your senses. Now, if in those situations, well, if you listen to the previous podcast, I do say that when you are stressed, it's hard to connect your intuition. So again, if you are new to this and you know that's going to be hard because you're doing a new modality, that's stressful enough. How are you going to relax down enough to connect your intuition? That's when you could use tools. So I recommend pretty much every therapist, again, witch, herbalist, mystic, tarot reader, all of us learn to muscle test, which means basically we have truths that keep the body strong so you muscle test to check a strength of a muscle 
Uh, I would Google this. Um, guys, it's so interesting. I learned this in my early 20s and it's so powerful. And it's a lovely way for the customer to understand if something's working or not, or if there's more work to go on. So if they have the belief, I cannot be healed, you would ask them to say that out loud and you would test a muscle, normally your hands out straight, you put tiny bits of pressure on the hand. If that's a truth, the muscle is strong because there is truth in what they're saying. If it's weak, the muscle goes down, okay? So whatever they're saying, if they don't agree, or if, if, it's, a, if it's a lie, basically, the muscle's weak and it goes down. Our bodies don't like lies. It literally affects the body by weakening the body. So there's many different ways to do muscle testing, but that's what you're looking for is the truth or the lie. So it gives the client a visual of what's going on in their bodies, what their truths are, or maybe even what food or herbs they need. And it gives you a gauge of what to do next. So if you've got several things you could do, you could ask them to muscle test. There's nothing wrong with you muscle testing yourself though. The other things you could do is a pendulum. That's amazing. You could get the pendulum out, test the different ideas. There is muscle testing you can do on your own body. Or you could do something called the sway test, which is you stand up straight and you work out what the yes yeses are. So you could sway forward for a yes, back for a no. So a sway test is literally your body will sway when it's stood up right. One way for a yes, different way for a no. I do talk about this in my Instagram at Gemma Petherbridge and I do a demo. So I would head there if you want to see a demo. But there's all these different things you could do to test what to do next. Sometimes you may feel that you need a bit of time. So maybe you make a note of the options in between sessions. You're going to do the sway test. You're going to muscle test yourself or you're going to do a pendulum. But there's definitely different things you can do to check in if you feel your intuition isn't going to help you in that moment. I do recommend learning muscle testing because it means that you've got this engagement with your client where they'll be able to see what's going on. And what's beautiful about this, if it's for a herb, and you're like, right, there's several herbs I think could be useful for you. I'm just going to test what one's the best. And you get them to think of what's going on, the ailment they're going through, or the, the where they want support. You give them the herb, or you think about the herb, you test the muscle, they will go strong when it's the right one. This is the same with nutrition, different healing modalities, changing of a bad belief to a strong belief. They will see the difference and it's a lovely way of them, you know, having that visual of, yes, okay, literally I can see that my body would like this. And if you're someone who's working as a coach um, or something where it's more of an emotional limiting beliefs, things like that, you can have them say the limiting belief and see that the body goes weak. And then after your session, you can test again to see if it's gone strong. If it hasn't, just say to them, okay, this is a bigger thing that we'll keep doing next week. So you're not wrong if it's still weak. It's just there's more stuff to go through. Okay. You can also check in at that moment if they have a belief like I'm not deserving of healing all that kind of thing. So it, by doing that, they are visually seeing their healings play out. And just 
consider guys if they have a belief like that I'm not good enough I don't deserve to be here I don't deserve to be healed or maybe their idea is I shouldn't be healed because many years ago I did something to someone else so I don't deserve to be happy right now they need you to play that the process for them to see that's happening for the healing to take place they're not going to know that what happened to them 20 years ago means that something completely different can't be healed right now. So again, trust that the process is the right thing, that that, that session that you're working through them with needed to include them seeing that for the healing to take place. This is what I mean about the trust. Trust that everything happens for a reason and everything's playing out correctly. And that's how I'm gonna leave it. I hope this does answer the question, what to do when you don't know what to do. Okay, it's connect your intuition, consider using other modalities, but it's also trust. Trust that what's happening is meant to happen. It's your learning at the same time as that person. But my, the biggest lesson I want you to go away with, and that's why I'm saying it last, is to remember and especially with the word healer, it sounds like you're healing that person. You're not at all. You are a conduit for them to heal themselves. So if they're not ready to heal, they're not going to heal, whether it be you or someone else. Okay, but you are there to hold space. That's your job. And especially if you do certain modalities in the training, they will tell you again and again and again, if someone's not ready to heal, they're not going to heal. You can do your best. You can do the best job. And they may see you. It may not happen. And they may go to someone else, several more people. And then one day, finally, it happens because life has meandered them in the right direction. So my final message to you is remember, you are not the answer. You are the space that needs to be held for them to heal. So do not put that pressure on yourself. Enjoy what your role is, which is to hold space. And um, hopefully that means the pressure isn't there for you to be perfect, especially from the word go. All right, guys, I hope this was interesting. Um, anybody who's got other suggestions, please go to at Gemma Petherbridge. DM me because I'm always up to hear more and I will share your suggestions because we all have different ways of doing things. And this is how I do it. I'd love to know how other people do it. And I haven't requested this in a while. It would be lovely if you could take the time as I say goodbye to rate, review and subscribe in particularly to review. So when I say goodbye, scroll down to the bottom of wherever you listen to your podcasts where it will ask you to rate this episode or rate this podcast. Pick however many stars you feel we deserve. Put a little comment if you've got the time and submit. And honestly, guys, that's how we grow. It's the most important thing. I haven't asked for a while. Therefore, it feels the right moment to ask now. Okay, lots of love. I will see you in the next episode. And everybody, I hope you all have a lovely week. All right, bye for now.